Welcome, baseball fans. It's time once again to run the bases. I'm Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how are you? Good, sir. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Good deal. Well, uh, today we are going to do the compliment to our villains podcast. You cannot have a good villain without having a good what? A, a hero. Good. A hero, exactly. So today, the great heroes of baseball. And once again, we're going strictly with players and we're devising them into their separate categories, some of which will cross over and be a hero in many different facets and ways. Strictly with players, are you telling me that owners or agents or coaches or people like this could actually be heroes? <laughs> Certainly a manager could be a hero, yeah, I would okay. think. All right, all right. You know, I mean, they can be heroic figures to their fan bases in the uh, in the offices of baseball. I love Bobby. Yeah, and I love Ted Turner, so, you know, it is possible. But more villains than heroes across the board outside of the diamond. So, Coach, get us started here. What is the classical definition of a hero? Uh, a classical hero uh, has all sorts of characteristics. He has an, there are unusual circumstances of his birth. He leaves his family. Normally he is of some sort of royal or noble birth. Uh, there are events that lead to adventure or a quest. He normally has some sort of special weapon. Uh, often there is some sort of supernatural help. Uh, he proves himself in trials in many different ways. There's a journey that's involved. Uh, he has often an unhealable wound, uh, like the Fisher King. Uh, there is an atonement with his father. There's a fatal flaw. There's a spiritual reward in the end. There are all sorts of different characteristics of a classical hero. Yeah, and of these, though, we, we're going to start out with the, the man, the myth, the legend, Mickey Mantle. Well, I think to understand Mickey Mantle, you need to look at the literary hero, Roy Hobbs, who has this atonement with his father and the, uh, the special weapon, Wonder Boy, and uh, the, that one event that leads to Adventure or Quest when he, he has the confrontation with the Whammer. Uh, all of these things. Now, you have to look beyond the movie and look at the actual novel in which uh, the Whammer, I mean, which Roy Hobbs fails. Uh, and Mickey Mantle fails the same way. The, the whole thing, the unhealable wound with uh, the Mick may have been his actual being a rube, not so much his, the alcoholism, um, that he proved himself over and over again, the, the, the uh, Triple Crown, uh, titles, uh, the the fatal flaw, his uh, sensitivity, and his uh, and the actual uh, bone marrow problems that he had. There are a lot of things. Along yeah, there. across the board, there's few players in this day and age that are as highly regarded as Mickey Mantle, and it seems like all great players that come onto the scene are. That's like the first comparison that's. And made. that's the spiritual reward that he has had. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, I mean, all around, the people who saw him play, yourself included, they've never seen home runs hit as far as the Mick would hit him. They've never seen somebody run the bases with as much speed as he would do it. And, you know, he, he really kind of transcends all these different 
categories of hero um, that we're going to talk about, but really embodies that classical hero that you described. So let's go with, uh, let's start out with, because this is America, um, the all-American hero. What makes an all-American hero in baseball? Um, Quite frankly, I I think the all-American hero is kind of a racist uh, in in a sense uh, that... We always come back to that. You ever notice? Okay. I mean, well, that's at the core of American culture. uh, Yeah. But the the all-American hero is always this blonde-haired, J.R. Tunis literary, Mike Trout... You know, Buster Posey type of character. Uh, we the all American hero is Rick Mundy chasing the flag burners off the field uh, at Dodger Stadium. Hank Greenberg saying every home run he hits is a nail in uh, Hitler's coffin. Uh, it is ultimately Christy Mathewson, the uh, the the Christian gentleman uh, who dies an early death because of gas uh because when he was gassed in world war one he was gassed in world war one yeah but not in active duty it was like um kind of a training thing <laughs> that happened and, and coincidentally ty cobb was in the same unit you know you gotta like you know that's god has a sense of humor it would seem <laughs> or Ty Cobb was really sly. Yeah, well, that's a given for sure. So, um, well, uh, you know, you, talking about America, uh, Americana rather, a few things uh, tug at the heartstrings for most people in this country, quite like the hometown hero. Um, but in baseball, it's kind of uh, a gray area. Um, you have true hometown heroes, and then you have adopted hometown heroes. Who do you think of? When you think of the quintessential hometown heroes, all right, uh, I'll say three people first off. The, the um, hometown heroes: Tony Gwynn, who comes from San Diego, who coaches at San Diego State, who does all of these things for San Diego and plays his whole career in San Diego. Pete Rose, to me, born uh, you know into a. Uh, middle-class family in Cincinnati. Uh, Pete Rose is Cincinnati. Uh, Del Ennis was a Philly from Philadelphia. He was supposed to be the answer and suffered as a result of it. But hometown heroes to me, uh, Brian McCann was from the Atlanta area, but Chipper Jones was is from Florida, and you can't tell me that Brian McCann was more of a hometown hero than Chipper Jones was. Likewise, I don't know where Barry Bonds is from. Uh, I don't know where he was born, uh, but he, he played was, college ball in uh, Arizona State. Maybe it's right, right. Maybe, uh, but he was certainly a San Francisco hero. Yeah, and that's the only place he's considered a hero, oh, period. Yeah. For the quote-unquote home run king, no one puts that crown on him. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting uh, talking about Chipper Jones. I always think of John Smoltz as somewhat of a hometown hero, but it's more or less just because he represents the Braves so well. The right. man's from Michigan. Right. Uh, Ted Turner was as big a hometown hero as Atlanta has ever had. Um, what do you think about uh, Cal Ripken Jr.? 
Um, uh, again, the, the same kind of uh, hometown hero he, because his father was there. He kind of grew up in the organization. Yeah. Barry Bonds, uh, born in Riverside, California. Okay. So he is a West Coaster. Um, well, you think of Barry Bonds, you think of him as a villain above all else. So that takes us to the category of tragic hero. And uh, it's interesting that the, the, the tragic hero uh, fails. And yet that is baseball, is it not? Failure is at the core of the game. Uh, your, your great, you know, Ty Cobb hits 365, you know, hits, uh, you know, 36% of the time he is successful and he's the greatest hitter ever. Yep. Uh, that means that failure is at the core. Uh, and so even your, uh, the fictional tragic heroes, the Roy Hobbs, the Casey at the bat, uh, these are people that failed. Uh, the most tragic hero is Ray Chapman. He's the only one that really dies. Uh, yeah. although there are, there are accounts of other players that, sustained injuries early on in baseball were being and stuff that didn't live very long after that. Yeah. Well, you talk about with Atlanta, um, you know, Hank Aaron, that he's the, uh, the, the, the home run King, um, uh, you know, the legitimate home run King, but he failed just as much as anybody else. I, I remember, I mean, I, I've, I've told you this. I, I was fortunate enough to see, Hank Aaron hit at least a hundred home runs live. I saw Hank Aaron hit. Uh, I mean, it, in person, I saw Hank Aaron hit at least a hundred home runs. But I also saw him pop out the second base at least two hundred times. He didn't right. strike out much, but he he would pop up. Um, there are other tragic heroes: uh, Tony Canigliaros, uh, the Brian Asselsteins of the Braves. I mean, there have been. Uh, all sorts of... Who was Brian Asselstein? He was an outfielder with all sorts of talent and ability who tore his Achilles tendon uh, on a fence that was not padded correctly. Yeah, yeah it's uh, very uh, much tragic. I mean, hey, Mickey Mantle again. Uh, what was it that Mickey Mantle had that, that deteriorated his he legs? Had, he had this uh, a bone marrow disease. It first came into effect when he stepped on that sprinkler head because uh, Joe DiMaggio said, I got it, I got it. No, I don't. And uh, <laughs> Certainly yeah. right now we have a very tragic figure, tragic hero in uh, Josh Hamilton. You know, he's like the all-American comeback story, was the number one prospect, and, you know, his life got ravaged by drug addiction, and then he rehabs, comes all the way back in a, in a, a Roy Hobbs sense. Suddenly he's you know, hadn't played baseball in years and comes back and is hitting home runs left and right and becomes an MVP. And um, now he's relapsed again. You you find him to be a, a modern day tragic hero? To a certain extent, yes. But not really worthy of the hero part of that? Uh, I have problems with uh, people's inability to overcome drug addiction. Huh. Interesting. I mean, I you know, I myself have overcome some, and I don't think it was any great feat. All right. Well, there you go. That's worthy opinion. 
Um, and then, yeah, in uh, baseball, it's true that it's the only profession, uh, I think, in the world where if you fail 70% of the time, you're considered <laughs> the, top of your, the top of your trade. Um, Defense has the ball. That's, it's the only game that does that. Um, from tragic hero, we move to anti-hero um, in the negative connotation of hero. What makes an anti-hero? An anti-hero is somebody that is not normally accepted as a hero. Uh, and there have been many in baseball. Uh, the first and fo- foremost has to be Kurt Flood. Uh, our modern game is exists as it does because Kurt Flood was willing to make so many sacrifices uh, and saw this on so much more of a spiritual level than anybody else has. I mean, and there were others, Andy Messersmiths and whatnot, who, uh, uh, what's his name with Baltimore, um, uh, whatever, uh, that that followed. There have been other anti-heroes. Your Gaylord Perry, who was, uh, loading up, you know, one, you know, every fourth pitch, and everybody's looking forward to every pitch. The Denny McLeans, uh, you know, who's out partying all night and winning thirty games, and your Jim Bouton's. Uh, there, there have been a lot of anti heroes, uh, but they are they're kind of put aside in baseball gl- uh, glory. They're not given their their true due. I think. Yeah. Of those, who do you think is the most underappreciated anti-hero? Oh, I, I, Kurt Flood. I think Kurt Flood is one of the most underappreciated uh, baseball characters, next to Marvin Miller uh, in baseball history. Yeah, you know, we kind of skipped over St. Louis talking about hometown hero. They have about a dozen, <laughs> yeah, that you could rattle off. At any rate, so uh, we swing towards now, and this is the. Uh, the most important, but the real heroes uh, outside of the diamond. And it kind of begins and ends with Roberto Clemente and, uh, uh, of course, Jackie Robinson. But there's the Roberto Clemente Award, so that kind of seals that. Yeah, I mean, Roberto Clemente, my favorite player of all time, was a true, uh, just an admirable human being. Uh I think we are fortunate in Atlanta that we've had a couple of people win the Roberto Clemente Award, the John Smoltz and Tim Hudson, uh, as being the person most representative of the Roberto Clemente Award. And and I'm going to say this about Smoltz. I know that personally of, without mentioning the high schools where he would go around and conduct a uh, a ransom, or not a ransom, a... Uh, uh, <laughs> that a, wouldn't be very heroic. <laughs> no, no. A, uh, what do you call uh, An auction uh, for different uh, sports memorabilia. And he would go to Glavin and uh, Mad Dog and whatnot and get them to sign things and chipper and stuff. And he would bring them to this auction and help these different booster clubs uh, gain a kind of financial independence that would help their whole sports programs. And he would do this to various high schools throughout the metro area without any kind of fanfare. 
you know, it was just just that particular booster club that would benefit from that. While at the same time, he had his own high school that, you know, he was doing this in competition to himself. Uh, he was just a good guy. Uh, likewise, uh, give Huddy all the, the credit that you want. I mean, the, what he and his wife did for uh, vision and uh, the and oral care in Atlanta, just a tremendous thing. Yeah, for there, the kids, too. Right, right, right. It was always a, a pediatric. Uh, uh, now, yeah. I, I think as long as we're talking about real heroes, it's not so much those that have given back. We have to, you, know, you can't look beyond the Ted Williams and the Bob Fellers who fought for their country. And, I mean, look at how many years Ted, you know, Ted Williams is like one of the greatest uh, American heroes ever, you know, in the military, both in World War II and Korea. Um, Al Bumbry, who was a bronze medal winner in Vietnam, uh, playing for the Orioles. Uh, he was, as a platoon leader and a lieutenant, he never lost anybody in his, uh, in his under, in his platoon. Uh, you know, a tremendous man. There've been countless people like this. Yeah. Ted Williams is, uh, so fascinating because, um, you know, he, he comes in as a true all-American hero, a real hero for his war service. I mean, you would say it's the uh, of uh, uh, of all the baseball players who uh, served in the military that he was the most successful, decorated, decorated yeah. correct. That's the correct word. And yet, the media-wise, he was somewhat of an anti-hero. Or oh, he, I agree, I, because yeah. he didn't handle the media well, yes, for sure. Yeah, um, got to talk. Uh, I'll tell you somebody else with this Gary Maddox, uh, one of the greatest outfielders I've ever seen in terms of defenses, defensive prowess. Um, played a long time for the Giants, was eventually uh, traded to Philadelphia, I think for Willie Montanez. Uh, not a good trade for the Giants, but uh, Gary Maddox uh, had. Uh, came in contact with Agent Orange in Vietnam, burned his face so bad that he couldn't shave uh, the rest of his career. And for that, the Yankees would not trade for him uh, because he had to have a beard. Uh, but nice. it was, yeah, I know. You stay classy, New York Yankees. There you go. Uh, but uh, And was just a tremendous outfield forever. I um, and, and people just, you know, we have a tendency to look beyond uh, what their service was. Right. Um, you know, we, we've talked before about the Detroit Tigers, the 68 team, several true heroes from that team. Willie Horton. Got to talk about Willie Horton. I mean, this man single-handedly uh, stops uh, a handful of race riots happening in uh, the urban areas of Detroit. Um, and uh, as an African-American as well, um, you know, I mean, he's just, I just love that story. So truly a, a hero and Mr. Horton. Uh, we'll get to Jackie Robinson a little farther down the road. But um, uh, from real heroes, we now uh, move to the mythic heroes. Um, and again, w what are the classical traits of a mythic hero? Well, a mythic hero has some sort of supernatural connection. And there have been very few in baseball, but they're very prominent. There are all these stories of Babe Ruth 
hitting home runs, that would land in train cars, that would go 700 miles. And so, in essence, Babe Ruth would hit a home run that was, you know, 20,000 miles or whatever. You know, it was, uh, uh, and he was the, bigger than life. He, he in was. In all senses uh, of the word. It, absolutely. And Mickey Mantle is his jockey uh, in that way. But Josh Gibson was put in the same plane with uh, Babe Ruth you know, all the time. You know, they used to say that uh, Lou Gehrig was the white Josh Gibson, you know, uh, that uh, Josh Gibson hit balls that Babe Ruth never hit. Um, likewise, I've, you listen to all of the old uh, uh, people from the Negro Leagues and stuff, and they talk about Oscar Charleston in the same kind of vein. Um, likewise, I think today, uh, and what I remember, uh, Bo Jackson had that kind of mythic uh absolutely appeal. uh i mean it was like nobody was faster than bo nobody could hit a ball further than bo maybe not you know but bo knows bo does know that was a fantastic docu- fantastic documentary that espn did on him and yeah the potential that he had that he sh- that he demonstrated early on before the hip injury it, it it's unrivaled you'll never see well, maybe you will. I don't know. But certainly there there's not been someone quite like Bo Jackson, who's just an outright athlete. Who I mean, not even Michael Jordan could play two sports like that. Right. You know, his baseball career was laughable at best. Um, so where do you see Lou Gehrig falling in all of this? Just mentioned him as, as in, in context to Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle. But what about Lou Gehrig? Well, Lou Gehrig is kind of the all-American hero, you know. He, uh, you know, is the whole kind of edible thing that he has with his mother, and uh, you know, today I'm the luckiest guy in the world. You know, I mean, he, he crosses a lot of categories. That's a you know a quintessential tragic hero. Uh, you sure, know, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, career and life cut short by a disease that is named after him. Yeah, but the career was coming to an end anyway. You know, I don't feel too bad about that. True, but he <laughs> he has a disease that you know he was yeah, like the patient right. zero for. Yeah, it. yeah, I, yeah. And now that. they do ice bucket challenges for it, so it's certainly <laughs> a, a, a lasting impact. Um, so uh, a, a mythic hero stands head and shoulders above the rest in. Uh, skills, talent, and culture. And in this country, culture is defined by the media. So we have media heroes. Um, and once again, it's it begins and it, it begins with Babe Ruth. There has never been anybody in American sports that was more of a media dandy than Babe Ruth. Period. Not anybody close. No. No. Joe Lewis. The nobody close. Ricky Henderson? <laughs> no. Nobody I mean, pound for pound. If Babe you, Ruth is the king. You think pound for pound more quotable, Babe Ruth or Yogi Berra? At one point, uh, I know Babe Ruth was the most photographed person in the world's history uh, up until when Arnold Palmer took him over uh, because there would be so many... Uh, 
and that was probably more from North Carolina newspapers, uh, just filming, you know, taking 15 pictures of uh, Arnold Palmer at every shot. But uh, the uh, for a while, Babe Ruth was the most photographed person in the world's history, not American, but the world's history. He was yeah. a lot more photographed than any president or anything like that. He was yeah. around a lot longer. And famously made more than the president and said, well, I had right. a better year than him. So there you go. Um, I think of in my lifetime, Hideo Nomo. He was a media hero. The, the Nomo Tornado. Uh, only because of the Japanese connection. Uh, the I mean, other media heroes. I mean, Dizzy Dean certainly picked up uh, on Babe Ruth. Yogi and Casey were like, they played it so well. Both of them, particularly Casey. Uh, yeah. The uh, but you have the Mark, the Bird, Fidrich, and Fernando Mania, and uh, Denny McLean, and all sorts of people that have uh, been become media heroes. Yeah. Uh, Kemp, uh, you know, today is kind of a media hero. Yeah, Nick Swisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I would agree with that. Nick Swisher, good call. Yeah, and Swisher kind of takes us into the comical hero. Um, what do you? Uh, how do you? De- how do you define comical hero? Somebody who's funny. Uh, well, that was easy enough. And there has never been anybody in baseball history that has exceeded Casey Stingle. You know, when he hits the home run and comes out and greets the the fans of this team the next day by taking off his hat and a bird flies out and essentially right. he's giving them the bird uh yogi uh i think a lot of it was unintentional but he played it up marv throneberry of the mets you know the 62 mets he became kind of the symbol of ineptitude uh and he, he you know he took it away you know he went away with it i mean there are other guys choo-choo coleman uh, there've been great but, name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not necessarily a great ball player, but um, the uh, there've been a lot of comical heroes over the days. Hey, Mister Baseball, Bob Euchre. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Not only that, he was the funniest part of Major League. Yeah, and he, uh, I think, didn't he have the most appearances on Johnny Carson? Oh. I don't know about that. He had over. He had a lot of them. He, he had, had a lot of them. But he, I mean, you you got to think Joan Rivers or somebody like that may have had, perhaps. But for him, for a baseball guy to be, you know, uh, he was on there a lot. But Joan yeah. Rivers was a co-host for you know a lot of times. Right. Know? And Bob Euchre is, I think, one of the few baseball personalities to have two statues of him at one stadium. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There you go. So, um, well, I. Uh, before we get to uh, um, the heroes of equality, um, you know, I, I think of John Smoltz as like my personal hero in a lot of ways. And he also, by the way, is kind of a comical hero, not so much now that he has to represent MLB Network, but certainly, you know, when he was on the Braves, he was the more fun, funny interview. Um, this category, the hero of the day, those who have their one shining moment in the sun that you know uh rises to the occasion um and then it kind of defines their whole career sid bream certainly well mark Witten hitting four home runs in one game okay he was a hero for that day well uh, 
But Sid what Bream, day was that? I don't know. Sid Bream does it on a big stage. Uh, you're going to talk about Maz hitting the home run in 60, you know, Joe Carter's home run, Pudge's home run. Uh, uh, it seems that most of these seem to be home runs. They um, do. Yeah. Uh, but like Dave Roberts, for example, in 2004, it's a stolen the base. stolen base. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. There, there are people like that. Uh, that to me seems to be baseball. I don't see that as being ter- uh, tremendously heroic. No. You know, just on a personal level, you know, no. No, that's just that's just baseball heroics. Yeah, it's just or baseball. Success. Good luck. Yeah, baseball success. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Sid Bream, though. I mean, that was that was the improbable. I think he he had he had <laughs> yeah. the piano on his back coming around third in the LCS and always did. But you he know. was also running against Barry Bonds throw. Yeah, <laughs> but they do in their own right when it's on a big stage like that. They become the poster child for the moments that are uplifting to the fan bases, you know. I mean, oh it's, sure, you sure. Know, the people still get chills in Atlanta when they see Sid Bream slide, and in Toronto, I'm sure when they see Joe Carter's home run. So I think it's uh, something that kind of uh, belongs to baseball more than any other sport, because you know, it, 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 I don't it, know, Havlicek, you know, shooting, you know, making a shot there. It's sports in general. I'll say that that the hero of the moment that can come, you know, Raymond Barry catching the pass uh, from Unitas on his fingertips in the end zone in '59. Right, yeah, that's you know, yeah. Yeah, sports you could, in general. You could rattle him off, but I think that baseball to me, you know, the moments shine brighter and look bigger because baseball more than any other sport has this. Uh, unique transition between a fluid sequence of events and then uh, moments frozen in time. Giants win the pennant. The Giants win the pennant. Exactly. So, well, so now heroes of equality, and this is where we get to Mr. Jackie Robinson. So, um, the uh, you came up with this title. What is a hero of equality? Um, people that have fought for inequities of. Uh, in race, uh, gender. Gosh, what was the name of that woman who uh, who tr- who barnstormed uh, for some time? And Babe Ruth said all these great things about. Uh, I mean, somebody who has fought for, uh, even not necessarily intentionally, but for the equality of their person. Uh, Jackie Robinson, the Larry Dobies, and the Roy Campanellas, and Don Newcombs, and Monty Irvins, and all of these people that uh, that were pioneers of African Americans that came into baseball. We all know the abuse that they had to go through, and even those in the next tier, the the Hank Aaron's and the Willie Mays and the Frank Robinsons and the Ernie Banks and those people in the abuse, the Bob Gibsons and Kurt Floods and all these people uh, that the abuse that they had to go through, all sorts of racist abuse. Uh, we forget at times what Roberto Clemente went through. I, I, I have a 19, I believe it's a 1959 baseball card that is for Bob Clemente uh, because they wouldn't call him Roberto because that was like way too Hispanic. Uh, he had to be Bob Clemente. Uh, yeah, the way uh, that he was uh, 
quoted in the paper. They, yeah. you know, they phonetically quoted him. We we just lost a great ball player uh, in the last week, Mindy Minoso, uh, who is more famous because of the Garrett Morris unconscionable uh, portrayal of him as baseball been very, very good to me, uh, making him out to be a comical character. And he was a, he was a very good baseball player. They got hit in the head a lot. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, and it's not just race and uh, Hank Greenberg and Sandy Koufax and these people that had to uh, tolerate all sorts of anti-Semitism uh, because they were Jewish. Uh, Billy Bean apparently uh, has, you know, I mean, he's our, uh, what, the ambassador of equality or whatever they call him now because uh, he's like the first baseball player that outed himself. Um, yeah, he's, all- carrying the, he's carrying the banner for, for uh, uh, equal rights for homosexuals in baseball, and, uh, you know, it's becoming a hot topic right now. So right, and he's uh, shown tremendous grace in that fact for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he has, but like in a culture now that just doesn't care. You know? Yeah, it's not apples. out in Oakland. You know, we don't. Yeah, uh, it's not like Jackie Robinson. Uh, no, and that's the thing of abuse in uh, Philadelphia, and and these uh, these heroes of equality at that time. You know, you have to look at the Pee Wee Reeses that came over and puts his arm around. Jackie Robinson at that time, you know, uh, all those people that changed their opinions, the Dixie Walkers and whatnot. Yeah, and that's, you know, the Branch Ricky is one of the shining stars in another Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Jackie Robinson, you know, this this debate comes up many times um, uh, over years and years about Jackie Robinson compared to Roberto Clemente. Um, first off, do you believe, I'm guessing your answer is yes, but that Clemente's 21 should be retired across baseball in similar fashion to number 42? Oh, um, the only reason I may not accept that belief is I'm not sure that Jackie Robinson's 42 should be retired across baseball. No, you don't think so. I, I, I think that's an individual club's uh, decision. As but I, you know, I'm not. Re- I, I don't begrudge the retiring of 42 everywhere. Um, but we're getting to the point where certain teams, like the Yankees, aren't going to have too many numbers left anymore. They're going to end up with triple-digit numbers. You know. Yeah, that's true. I think of Jackie Robinson, and uh, I think of tolerance. Um, and uh, that, uh, and, and a tremendous, um, what's the word, emotional fortitude, or that's not the right word, um, mental capacity, mental strength to endure. He's like, he's the uh, endurance of all of these. He's the embodiment of enduring uh, social ill. I can't help but think Jackie Robinson supported Richard Nixon and the uh increase in troops in Vietnam. Wow. I will never see beyond that. Uh I admire Jackie Robinson about as much as any American that has ever lived. I know he uh just suffered incredible things, but I saw him as failing in his later years after baseball. 
I don't believe in the support of Richard Nixon and the Vietnam War, and I won't. That is, and that is a part of who I am. Roberto Clemente did everything in his life for to try and support people that were in less fortunate situations than him. Yeah, uh, I and, and I, I don't think you can compare the two. Uh, Jackie Robinson is one of the greatest Americans that ever lived. He made some mistakes later in his life when he got diabetes and things were uh, problematic for him. Roberto Clemente was one of the greatest gentlemen that I've ever uh, had knowledge of. Yeah. Well, Jackie Robinson, um, I think you could say he answered the bell instead of leading the revolution. Um, oh, I agree. I agree. Good yeah. Call. And that's where Clemente, you know, he was a pioneer in, in giving back, really. You know, hence why the, the award is named after him. He died. You know, I mean, we all know the circumstances of his death. Right. You know? And then that's that's also what makes a hero, you know, is how is it that they fall? How, you know, dying in the line of what they believe in. And uh, it's hard pressed to find one more heroic than the way uh, Roberto's <laughs> You're not going to find end. anybody. You know? No, I mean, across the board. So baseball really embodies um, characters in such a way that transcends not just the game, but social, historical, literal, uh, fiction, nonfiction. I mean, you know, this has been great. Well, as always, thank you to those listening to us out in uh, SoundCloud and downloading on iTunes. Let us hear about who are your heroes and who are your villains. Yeah, that would be great. You know, come check us out on Facebook. Leave your comments um, and follow us on Twitter at, at Running the Base. We'll pick this up again. So until next time, Coach, thank you as always. Thank you, Tucker. You're welcome. And for Running the Bases, we're coming into home and we're safe.